thanks, Josh, uh, for offering your time. So nice to see you today. Great to see you as well. Thanks for having me. No worries. So I'm really interested in talking to you because I know we're in the same cohort and with COVID-19, I feel like future students, especially the ones coming in, in September, could really use uh, your advice, hopefully. So diving right in, I just want to know what was your background coming into the program? Uh, coming to the program, I had graduated from uh, the University of Guelph and I had uh, a double major. The first was in criminal justice, public policy, and the second was in political science. Okay, so it's no surprise then why you chose this program. Did you find that this program really helped develop some new skills or uh, it was better from other programs that you might have looked at? Yeah, well, I think the biggest thing about Ryerson for me in terms of like the skill uh, level was definitely collaboration um, and also some of the, you know, the day-to-day -day policies analyst skills you need. Um, I know that the policy analysis and challenges course was, uh, I think it's done with Janet Lum, was one of the major... that course. Right, exactly. Um, and it just teaches you some of the hard skills you need to learn uh, in terms of jurisdictional stand, some of the major considerations, and like your day-to-day -day actual policy work that you complete. Um, and I think that that was a great starter for me. I think that that's one of the things that should have been highlighted more in my up in, in, for the program itself. But in reading the fine lines of some of the course outlines, I was able to, to get that. Right, right. And we were just talking about how you were doing a co-op placement right now. Can you go into detail about that? Yeah. So I'm uh, currently with the Ministry of Children, Community and Social Services mm -hmm. as a, a policy intern with the Strategic Policy Division. Um, so it's been, a, it's been a great summer so far. And a lot of my work has to do with, you know, jurisdictional scans, um, it has to do with a lot of like the, the research that, you know, your supervisors will be looking for. Uh, but yeah, no. So, and then uh, as well as a lot of collaboration. So my the strategic policy division, right. we work across the ministry, um, you know, help and direct other people. We're, we're a major support team as well as we have our own projects. So I think that it's uh, a lot of different components to, my, to, my, to the work that I do, but right. it's been a great time overall. Right, so because of COVID, do you think that your experience with this co-op would have been different if you were working in the office versus just at home? Well, for sure. Um, I think the biggest thing would have been um, just if I was in the office, yeah. one, I think I'd be doing a lot less work. <laughs> so, <laughs> working from home, you get assignments, uh, yes. you get due dates, you get all, whereas, and, and you know, you, you're expected to get it completed. And I think yeah. my, I, I really like my division because no one really cares about how many hours you're working. Yes. They just care that, you know, you do That's very well on the assignments and that you get it done right. um, in time for the last. So I think that you'd have a lot more flexibility in the office. Yeah. I, I must add though, like I think working in the office you know, you get to have a lot of the interpersonal uh, skills that you develop in policy work as well. Collaboration is a lot better um, in terms of being able to just go a floor or so up or a couple offices down and talk with the team. Um, and I think it would have been a lot more, like the work environment would have been a lot more flexible in the office. And you really get to see like policy work done in real time and these real considerations. Um, and also, I think that just in terms of building relationships, I know that a lot of other people want to actually have jobs after this. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot more difficult to accomplish when yeah. you're, you're working from home. 
Uh -huh, yeah, so you mentioned that you work in uh, units or teams. Uh, despite working from home, have you found that everyone is very uh, good at networking, especially with newcomers, co-op students? Are you able to really get to know your coworkers? Yeah, for sure. So um, a lot of my, like, like I, so when you, when you get into the uh, ministry, wherever you start working, they normally pair you with like a senior policy analyst right. um, or yeah, generally speaking is someone senior and I was, I'm lucky enough to be paired with someone that's, you know, working very closely with the managers and directors on a number of, you know, very important projects. Um, so you end up building that relationship either way, you have a mentor, mm -hmm. um, you'll find that your managers also meet with you, you know, bi-weekly as well. Um, so you get to get that interpersonal relationship with them. Um, in terms of the other policy co-ops that I've had, we've really been like each other's rock this summer. Yeah. Um, every morning we would normally check in with each other and I work really closely with her as well because a lot of times we'll be assigned the same task. Exactly. So I think that that's been, that's been great. And you no, know, you still get to build those relationships because people want to get to know you. But of course, it's a little bit more difficult to read a room, um, et cetera, when you're working from yeah. home. Exactly. Right. And do you find that there is a set routine for your work? Like if you wake up every day, are there like a specific number of reading notes or, okay, this time to this time I have to do research. Like what's your typical day uh, at work? Like There's no, there's no typical day. Uh, not, not in the middle of a pandemic, unfortunately. Right. <laughs> uh, so I find that a lot of my days are just neither here nor there. Um, it, it would depend on whether or not, you know, we have a deadline. Um, a lot of the days you'll spend reaching out to people and having conversations and you know getting to know what kind of work they're involved in as well um simply speaking though like you, you want to try to get signed on sometime around nine o'clock uh, and 8 30 for me personally and then i mean you'll find that just especially during covid you have all these meetings right. so you're all, you're literally always in a meeting like conversations that would happen like in passing in, in, in passing, a work environment exactly. it takes more time to right exactly so yeah you're in a lot more meetings um and that ends up taking up like blocks of your time each day but other than that like your typical day is you'll be working on some type of document you may start your day off reviewing you know the documents that you might be working on later on today and then uh towards the end of the day you'll be winding down or find to emails and, uh, you know, sending off a, a ton of emails with yeah. work that you should have had completed. Yeah, for sure. No, it definitely does take a lot of time. Uh, before COVID, I know you were one of the um, participants for the case competition. Uh, can we go into detail yeah. about that? That's one of the most interesting things that I think the program has to offer. So I definitely want to hear about that. Yeah, so uh, the, the case competition here is one of my better experiences with our program. Um, I, I personally, I had a great time. Um, I think that like anyone that gets into policy work that wants to have that in-depth like knowledge of the policy process would benefit from something along the lines of the case competition. Um, you get to do something very similar though, luckily through Ryerson's program with the cabinet submission. Um, but definitely the case competition is a lot more weight on it and you, it's a lot less time to prepare. Um, so it's an intense, I'd say around five to seven days, um, but really uh, two, two, uh, over the course of two months of training preparation uh, for the process. So who um, was helping you with the training? 
that's the best part I'd like to say is you get to work closely with um, your uh, well what we had was you got to work closely with one uh, Carolyn um, right. as well as let's see so you had two coaches right uh, your first one of the first coaches was your public servant in residence uh-huh. um, and I, I can't even imagine how much of a great support he's been uh, but then you also have another course. So I guess the best part is working closely with faculty mm-hmm. um, and getting their, like, getting hands-on, you know, experience from them and kind of their perspectives and seeing how, you know, they can guide you through the policy process as well as, you know, the ton of feedback that you get from public servants that get to come in for, uh, you know, performances that you put on or presentations you put on along the way um, and, and, and different fields as well. So you get... Um, a lot of support and feedback throughout the process and you gain amazing presentation skills as well as a wonderful trip somewhere and, uh, and this yeah. year we, we got to go to Quebec City. Yeah, that, that's great. So it's just so interesting to see how from the trial or the interviews to the training and then till event day, uh, it's been such a great experience. Do you have any advice for students coming into the program in September? Anything you want them to know or something you wish you knew coming into the program? Um, that's a hard one. I think I, I would say I'd say uh, hit the ground running, but take your time. Um, so there's going to be a lot of things happening uh, throughout the semester that you're going to want to be involved in, and yeah. at the same time, uh, there's going to be a lot of work that you're going to have to balance and get done. Especially if you're someone that like me that was commuting all year, um, a lot of times it was a lot of work. So I, I I'd say take your time with, uh, and be be picky about what you choose to to involve yourself in. Make sure you're able to give 100 percent but at the same time i mean i hit the ground running don't don't give up opportunities to get involved and to network um and don't don't you know miss the benefit um of or don't undervalue the benefit of networking and getting involved and i think that half a policy degree because you only have one year i think that the major thing is to get involved with your peers um go to the go to the extracurricular events yeah. support your program but also go to the alumni events right um so yeah hit the ground running do all these things that matter um and and don't don't get too caught up in just you know schoolwork but also give 100 percent when you can in, in school so that's my advice but definitely get involved and you'll see the benefit of it uh, i'm seeing the benefit till this day currently in my uh analyst position i met someone along the way during nationals and they happen to be one of the senior policy advisors in my in my division. That's great. Yeah, you really get to know people working in the field and definitely networking is one of the biggest or strongest things that you could have on your side. Uh, what's one memorable event you hold uh, or you remember since September besides the case competition and beside COVID? Something, if you're going to, like years from now, if you think back to this program, what's something that's just going to click in your head? Like, oh, right, that time was fun. Or maybe not fun, something memorable. <laughs> Man, I, I gotta say that's a, that's a really tough one. Um, can I give you two? Yeah, of course. <laughs> okay, well, I gotta start with the cabinet submission. Um, stakes were high. It was really important day. Yeah. You know, uh, we wanted to get it right, uh, <laughs> and a lot of prep went into it in the weeks in advance. And I think that it was just a day that we really got to put a lot of our policy skills. And it was a gut check as well. Um, are you learning the things with the competencies? It's just supposed to be learning along the way. Yeah. And I think that 
without question, we learned as a group that day that this program works. This program will give you the skills needed to be a policy analyst, but also transferable skills for other fields. And um, that if you really take this program seriously and put the work in, uh, as well as, you know, you reach for all those other resources and use the resources available to you, you will do very well. Um, and yeah, so cabinet submission, I think, was, was one that will always stick out to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'll never forget my group members from that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, one more event. I'd say that every Friday night um, after our, our, our class first semester, uh -huh. um, uh, it was the, what class were we in? I think you already remember. I, it was the Friday class with our public servant in residence. And I don't know why I'm forgetting his name right now. I don't think I took um, that course on the Friday. No, I, I didn't take that course. But I heard it was really good. So you you completely missed that course then? Yeah, I know, but I've heard so much about it, I feel like I took it. Wasn't it policy enrichment, something like that? Yes, it's the, it was a policy enrichment okay. seminar. Yeah. And I think that uh, it was that was where we actually ended up, that led to our student cabinet submission as well. Okay. So definitely, the, I'd say the policy enrichment seminar was a great experience. Yeah. Um, but every Friday we'd all go uh, get drinks right after class um, at the the Ryerson Ram. So it was the, the pub that we had there. Yeah. The semester. And uh, yeah, Frank. Frank was also an amazing coach uh, yeah. throughout nationals. But yeah, so we'd all go there after class. And I think that uh, it was first semester we really got to like build relationships, get to know each other, and yeah. uh, you know have a good time and you know, celebrate the end of another another long week. So <laughs> that will be always something that I'll, I'll never forget uh, a yeah. lot of the nights that I had there with, uh, with my peers. Right, exactly. That That's good. And would you say the this program encouraged you to do things that maybe your undergrad didn't? So are you the same, Josh, from undergrad or have you seen like this drastic change through the year since September? I, I My first drastic change change I'd say in, in academia came around maybe second year of, okay. of, of university yeah. and I've kind of been trying to get more and more involved since then yeah. um, I'd say this program though it had me for the first time start to look at the practical side of what I was learning uh, prior to this I was always just taking in information and being happy about the information I was learning but never really understanding how I'd be able to use it in a formidable way uh -huh. and I think this program went from you know education academia to uh, skills development um, and the practical use of what you were learning. So I think that was the first time that I, in my in my education, seen that that uh, that uh, build between the two, the connection between the two. And I think that that's that's one thing that's forced me to do. And also, I think that I've done things, I've competed over the years, but um, never on like a national scale. And I think that that's kind of it's kind of pushed me as well to, to be a professional. Right, exactly. And I really like how the program it doesn't just do things or concepts it shows you or they have people coming from different fields and who better to teach you than the ones working uh, in the policy field, right? Like we're so lucky to have that. And so would you say, how was the transition from, I guess it was March when Ryerson closed, right? Because of COVID, was it March? I think it was. Yeah. How was that? Like in-person class one week and then it's like, oh, it's all online now. How did you find that? Yeah, it was like, well, the day I found out about it, it was like doomsday. Um, I, was, <laughs> I was teaching a seminar and um, yeah, I was, uh, I guess the, the, my students had found out on Twitter yeah. uh, the same time that I did. 
that our school was closing down. Um, so it was, it was, it was, honestly, I must say it was a pretty smooth transition. Um, we went right to Zoom classes. Right. I don't think we had really used Zoom before March. I'm trying to think about when we had used Zoom. I, I don't think we did. I don't, I don't think we did. Yeah. I think everything was just in person. We had so many presentations. The way things changed, I was speechless. I just couldn't understand what was going on. Right. And like now I'm using Zoom and it feels like I've been using Zoom forever. Yeah. But really and truly, we didn't start using Zoom until I think yeah, the last week of March. And we started transferring all our classes there. Um, I'll say faculty, our professors worked really, really hard to ensure that we had like a smooth transition. I really appreciate that. And I think, yeah, I think overall it was it was tragic because I was like, man, our year got cut short and we had so many more experiences left to have as a group. Um, so much I hope we could still kind of rally back for towards the end of the summer as we move to stage three of this pandemic. But I think that it was an overall good transition because of the fact that we had the support of professors, flexible due dates, um, you know, yeah, adjust, adjust the timelines. Deadlines, they were so, I, I personally found that they were pretty accommodating to, to everyone's needs. And even like presentation yes. formats, I know Carolyn in her class, she was like, okay, we could just do a PowerPoint or <laughs> someone could talk. It was like so flexible, like you said. I thought it was nice. Exactly, yeah. That was really helpful. Okay. And then my final question, and you probably get this question a lot, maybe from your parents, but where do you see yourself in a few years from now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, uh, I probably stare this question in the face every day uh, in my personal life, especially my parents. But um, no, I think I, I want to be a lawyer. Um, a lawyer? Yeah. So but, you want to go to law school? Yes, I do. So I'm currently studying for my LSAT. So in the evenings after I'm done, uh, done work. So it works out pretty well because I, yeah. I get a few extra hours each day to study. Uh, but after I'm done work and I go right to my LSAT studying, and I hope to be going in a year or so from now right. uh, to law school. And um, I feel like the policy background will be so good for you. For sure, for sure. Yeah. I think that learning about how how government works, I think that I also do want to get involved in a lot of civil advocacy as well as you know public policy and uh, you know organizations like the John Howard Society, um, Elizabeth Fry. So when I think about those organizations, they're really heavily embedded in policy and constitutional work. And I think that now this improved understanding of how government works and also some of these skills that I'm, that I'm gaining now. Yeah, definitely. Um, will help me in the future, my future career as well. And I definitely do want to reach back and get involved in public policy in the future. Right, definitely. I could see you as a lawyer. I could definitely see you as a lawyer, see that working out, so that's great. Josh, thank you so much for your time. I'm sure students coming in September, especially with this new COVID thing, it's so uncertain how classes are going to run, but I'm sure that they'll definitely benefit from your advice and experiences. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Warda. And I, uh, I hope you've had a good summer, and please don't, don't be afraid to check in, and if yeah. you need anything, send me a message, and right. I'll definitely check in with you as well. Yeah, it's so nice to hear from you. I get there. Take care.